Hey, this is Mike from EpicMarketer.com. I wanted to let you know that the episode you're about to listen to is from our archives and a podcast that I did called the Internet Marketing Podcast back in 2013. You'll notice that we reference the domain Mike'sPodcast.com, which I no longer own, but I still wanted to make sure that you had access to some of the great content and interviews from this session. So if you need anything in the future, please visit epicmarketer.com. Thanks so much and enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast with your host, Mike Cowles. All right, well, this is Mike Cowles from epicmarketer.com. And today we're on the call with Steve Ulsher from Internet Profits. And I had the privilege to go out to Chicago. Uh, I actually live in the su- northwest suburbs of Chicago and meet Steve and check out his event. And I was totally blown away at how professional it was, how classy it was, and just the uh, the lineup of speakers that he brought out there. Uh, guys from Brendan Bashar, Joel Com, uh, the guy from Threadless, a, a bunch of different really great, uh, very accomplished speakers. And so what I did was I talked to Steve uh, after the event and uh, and said, hey, Steve, we'd love to have you on our show to talk to our audience specifically about some of the uh, different changes in mindset that helped you to become as successful as you possibly can. Now, um, if you're driving or working out or whatever, we're going to have show notes at epicmarketer.com forward slash 48, because this is episode 48. And uh, I'm sure Steve is going to be mentioning a couple different uh, sites and resources and stuff like that. And we'll also put Steve's book on there as well, which right now the current book he has is Internet Profits. And then he has another book coming out in September um, called Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do. And uh, actually the title is What Is Your What? So Steve, welcome to the call, man. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Awesome. So... What can you tell my audience, a person that's listening right now that's kind of not as confident maybe as they could be about changing their mindset and how important that is? Well, I mean, I mean it's a great question. And just to be clear, I am obviously, uh, if you know me and you know me at this point, you know I'm not trained as a uh, psychologist or psychiatrist or anything of that nature. I'm a 25 plus year entrepreneur who's done a lot of things poorly and done a few things well and (laughs) you learn (laughs) along the path but you know mindset obviously is a uh, a key component uh, and some people will say it's the the main component of the process of getting people uh, motivated fired up and and, and sufficiently interested uh, in obviously creating something that uh, that is sustainable, that doesn't have an expiration date and really reflects what it is that they're compelled to do. And from my perspective, it is just absolutely imperative to, as Carl Jung said, to, to have enough life experience so that you can understand how to help others uh, avoid certain mistakes or concentrate on what it is that they're exceptionally good at, uh, et cetera. But uh, you got to go through life. I mean, that that is the reality. And mindset is the culmination of all of the things that go well for you combined with all the things that have gone poorly for you and puts you in a position to say, 
this happened, that happened, and now I want this to happen. And, and so ultimately, as, as I look at what mindset really means to me and what it really means for you, the listener, is you've got to figure out what it is that works well for you. Then ultimately, that is where so many people just fall off the table, fall off the wagon, if you will, because they they just don't ever really tap into how they are inherently wired to excel. And so if you're going to do one thing off of this call, I would implore you to become very clear on how you are inherently wired to excel. And in my way of, of, of defining that, that really means discovering your what. It means discovering that one thing your soul is compelled to do. And mindset falls into place after you have that in order. Because ultimately, you're just kind of meandering. I mean, you're like a windsock, just kind of being blown this way or that way, depending on the whims of others and, and, and life as it happens. And that is living in a state of, of reaction. And I am a full-on proponent uh, of the law of what I call the, pro, uh, the law of proaction, and so a lot of people talk about the law of attraction. I, you know, I can see how it has some benefit, but I'm not one of those woohoo flowery guys that sits around <laughs> and says, you know, you can sit there and think about it, and then all of a sudden may, amazing things are going to happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the power of being a vision board person or, in, or seeing the result that you want. I mean, I get that, right? But right. ultimately, mindset and, and, and accomplishing what it is that uh, – you really want out of life requires to understand what that is and then take proactive measures for that to, to happen. And so far too many people uh, get caught up in, in just the, the game, the rat race, if you will, and it, they never really give themselves the time or permission to slow down and, and understand what it is that they're inherently compelled to do. So with that in place, Mindset is a natural byproduct uh, of understanding why you're here. And if you're not sufficiently fired up to pursue that and share that with the world, uh, then you need someone with a few letters after their name. Right, right, right. I was listening to James Tramco on Think Act Get talking about the secret and the, mm -hmm. the law of attraction. And he was saying the same thing as you in that. It, you know, it's great to have a good mindset and to visualize stuff, but a lot of the the woohoo is garbage. And he put up a funny video about these guys that uh, were like sitting there outside the dry cleaners, thinking, "I own a bunch of shirts. I own a bunch of shirts." And they walk in and start taking the shirts off the rack. And the guys like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh no, these are mine because I was thinking I own shirts." You know, and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that is pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I like what Pat uh, Flynn said at the at the conference where he ended it with "invest in yourself." Now, when it comes to mindset, what do you think are some of the bigger uh, ways you can invest in yourself? Is it specifically, hey, no matter what you can do, have association with people that are successful, like in person, or is it books and videos are enough? Or what's your thought on that? Well, I mean, Pat's certainly right. I. I wholeheartedly believe that you have to invest in yourself. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And mm -hmm. but that takes different forms. I mean, people learn and and get benefit from material and relationships in different ways. From my perspective, the single most powerful way to to really invest in yourself uh, is to seek out those 
that are doing what it is that you want to do and understand the path that it took for them to get there. Mm-hmm. Because most of those people have a book or a DVD or an interview or something of that nature that you can grab for free. Well, they, they'll, they'll share with you exactly what they did and how they did it and what to avoid so that you can get from point A to point B faster. Now, that said, I am a huge proponent of getting out of the office uh, right. and going to conferences. As, and as you said, Mike, I mean, you attended Internet Profits Live, uh, and it's great to share the stage with so many of the world's best. But uh, 11 months out of the year, I'm at a conference in the seats. So, mm-hmm. you know, I try to go to a conference a month, and, and there's just always amazing mm-hmm. people uh, that you meet. And from an investing standpoint, you know, I get the whole book thing. I mean, obviously I'm an author, so, you know, I encourage you to read. I encourage you to write. I encourage you to listen to podcasts, to create your own podcast, etc. cetera. Uh, but at some point you've got to go out and look someone in the eye and shake their hand and meet them so that you can really develop a meaningful relationship. And, you know, that rising tide, uh, you know, lifts all ships, right? I mean, it's the same sort of thing. If you find people, uh, who are looking to, to grow their business and, uh, and are looking to develop meaningful relationships, well, then you put yourself in position to potentially partner with them. And, uh, and, and there's no po- more powerful place to be. Yeah. So now, you know, you've done a lot of different things, Steve, whether it's, like you said, the book, the events. Um, out of those, and I'd love to hear if you would do it all over again, going backwards the same way, but, uh, you know, was the book, like writing the book, I mean, you're writing a second book. You, this is your second, as far as I know, this is your second event for Internet Profits. You know, so those, obviously, there's some success. But would you say that um, one of those is more of a bigger impact on your personal success and your profit than the other? Well, taking a step backwards, so the first product that I actually put out was a book which was called Journey to You, A Step-by-Step Guide to Becoming Who You Were Born to Be. Beautiful. And that came out uh, about four years ago. So Internet Profits, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, is the second book. And then What Is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do is the the third book. Um, And I've done workshops, conferences, speaking, uh, you name it. But, I mean, this is really somewhat new for me as well my my life shifted about four and a half years ago about four years ago actually um when i was with so i was a lifelong entrepreneur as i said and been involved with numerous businesses from radio and nightclubs to catalogs and dot coms and real estate etc and about four years ago i was with my stepfather who was very much a father to me raised me since i was 10 uh, and he was dying actually on his deathbed. I was holding his hand mm. and had a vision, uh, not of his funeral, but of mine. Mm. And I could hear the words being spoken graveside, which were here lies Steve Olsher. He dedicated his life to chasing the almighty dollar. Mm. And that's all that was said. And it hit me really hard because I really do think that my stepfather, who could no longer communicate verbally, was connecting to me and with me through that point of a physical connection there while holding his hand. And he was basically saying, look, this is your inevitable fate unless you change course and unless you figure out a way to 
do something greater that has impact on not only those who share this lifetime with you, but also on those of lifetimes to come. And so that's when I really just said, hey, you know, as I now call it, that was a yay no moment. That's a yes no moment where you have two choices and you can either go down a path that will lead you towards creating a life that provides congruency with who you inherently are, or you continue in a divergent direction, a divergent direction where it leads you away from your natural gifts and talents. And that's clearly the path that I was on. And so I don't think that there's been one particular part. I mean, there's certain, certainly things of the process that I enjoy most, but in terms of success and how you define that, of course, is probably different from how I define it and how our listeners define it. Sure. Um, but reality is for me that success really boiled down to um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, which is by William Sheehan, and, and he said that success means having the courage, the determination, and the will to become the person you were meant to be. Mm. And, uh, and that's really had just a profound impact on me since I've made that shift. And uh, is that, have, have I made as much money uh, in this line of work than as I did with the straight entrepreneurial ventures like real estate and, and catalogs and dot coms, et cetera. No, I mean, not, not even close. Um, but I can tell you that, uh, I am more successful now than I have ever been. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that experience you had with your dad. Mm -hmm. would, would you say that that was uh, the biggest turning point as far as kind of your mindset and your direction for discovering what you were made to do? Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Because before then, it wasn't even a thought. I mean, I didn't, it, I couldn't even have the discussion because I wasn't aware that the discussion could be had. Mm. I mean, that's, it's, you kind of, a lot of people that I know, and, and, and as I said, I go to, I try to go to a conference once a month. One of the uh, conferences that I that I went to, which is more of a workshop, is uh, Landmark Landmark Forum in particular. I've had friends who've gone through more of their programs, uh, but they talk about your blind spots and just not knowing what you don't know, right? And that is uh, that's where I was. I mean, it just mm. couldn't even have that conversation because I didn't know that conversation could even be possible. Wow. So. With doing a conference every month, which is awesome, by the way, I love that, uh, not that tenacity is the wrong word, but just that hunger for learning and for getting around, you know, successful people and, and learning as much as you can. Um, was that, was the motivation for you to do a conference more just to give back and to kind of perfect some of the things that you thought could be stronger in conferences? Or was it uh, a combination of that and profiting from it? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that there was pure altruism involved with putting on the conference. I mean, for, for me, and, and as has been said over and over again, you can't spread your message if you can't afford to. Right. So, I mean, clearly, uh, I didn't go on into either the 2012 Internet Profits Live or the 2013 Internet Profits Live with the mindset of losing money, uh, although both events have. <laughs> so... You know, it's uh, it remains to be seen what we do with the brand. Um, I think it is a phenomenal brand, and and can certainly do 
some amazing things with it, but we've really got to get it to scale. And uh, even with 300 people, it's really tough to make money. Yeah. Um, so, so in answer to your to your question, um, it, it really provided me with the opportunity to play on a different level. Mm-hmm. And so, when you talk about mindset, uh, who am I not? to share the stage with Brendan Burchard or Joel Kahn or Pat Flynn or Jason Van Orden. I mean, who am I not to share the stage with Pat Flynn, with, I'm sorry, with uh, Larry Winget or Jay Conrad Levinson or Janet Bray Atwood or, you know, any of those. And, and from my perspective, uh, that provided the platform to say, I'm not every bit as good as they are, but I certainly should be ranked in the same general category. Mm-hmm. And that was an attempt, if you will, at um, at proving that I could play at that level and proving to these people in particular that I'm someone they should know and I'm someone they should consider working with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that and I, I re- really respect your humility in that because I think that everybody struggles with that at some point when they have the, uh, the Brad Pitt, you know... Uh, phenomenon of they see somebody in a book or a video or whatever first and they kind of have that experience of like this person is you know movie star and then when you meet them it's really easy to kind of feel like you're less than them but the truth is that everybody has a different story different experience and different chemistry and you know you're going to appeal to certain people that I'm not going to and vice versa so to look at how can I add value how can I help my audience you know, uh, gain some value from whatever it is I'm teaching, then yeah, you can kind of step outside of yourself and get alongside these people and say, you know what, this is good. He's delivering a value. I'm delivering a value. Yeah. You know, people are going to appreciate it and win either way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that was really the impetus behind Internet Profits, the book, which is the Rosling Experts Reveal How to Profit Online is the subtitle there. Uh, you know, I've been online for 20 years. This is my 20th year online. We <laughs> launched on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. You're dating so, yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's funny. I did a workshop yesterday, a presentation, and um, just interesting to see how many people actually have been online that long. And it's a lot more than you think. Yeah, you're um, going to be talking about the home key on the computer pretty soon. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, where is it? Where is it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, reality um, is that even though I've been online for a long time and I've owned and still own uh, liquor.com, liquor like what you drink, don't mm. put your mind in the wrong place, um, liquor like <laughs> what you drink, liquor.com. Gotcha. And, um, and uh, you know, we're doing really well there. I mean, we get five million uniques a month and wow. I mean, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there on the site. But again, people really don't know me. And so the, the intentions behind Internet Profits, the book, uh, was to really learn, I mean, learn as much as I could. And I spent 18 months studying with and working alongside and interviewing 25 of the world's leading experts on their particular areas of focus. And, you know, I had plenty of people who said no as far as participating in the book. They didn't have to write anything. It was just an interview, and then I wrote everything after that. Uh, but Brendan turned it down, and uh, others turned it down, and fortunately, a lot of others said yes. Hmm. But um, but it really was one of those 
objectives, one of those goals, one of those, uh, you know, I, I had a vision for where I wanted to go with my career, and I knew that if I wanted to be a player in the online space, then I massively needed to increase my network of influence, and of course, I needed to massively increase the number of people that I could reach, and so when you look at the the book and, and what's going on with the book, you know, this is a model that I encourage anyone to emulate. I mean, hell, Mike, you're doing it now, right? Because you know I'm going to share this interview with people. And, I mean, think about it. So I don't have nearly the same type of reach as a Mike Phil Same or a Yannick Silver or one of those who I interviewed. But nevertheless, they all hit send and basically showed their audience that, hey, this is a book you need to look at. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that brings up a good point, you know. And earlier, you mentioned that conferences a lot of times don't make money, which I think is uh, once you've been in this game for a little while, you realize, you know, just how expensive it is to bring people in to do the, you know, all the printing, the hotel, all that stuff. So when people hear, oh, it's one hundred ninety-seven bucks or four ninety-seven, that I don't, I can't afford that, and it's like you have no idea what this is going to cost. Yeah. When it comes to making the book, a lot of times. People write a book saying, I don't plan to make money. I just plan on being an authority, getting the word out, getting good association, stuff like that. Has that been your experience or was it a, a profitable thing to put your books out? No, there's no money in books. I mean, that's that's the reality. I mean, Jay Conrad Levinson is famous for saying that he's made about $35 million from guerrilla marketing, of right. which you know, a, a pittance was from the book and then right. everything else was from what he's done afterwards. Yeah, like speaking and, and stuff. Speaking and coaching mm-hmm. and consulting and small group workshops, etc. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is the reality. Is And don't get me wrong. I mean, there is, I mean, Brendan just got a $2 million deal with Schuster. Uh, I mean, I, Larry Wingett's a, a good friend and, you know, he gets paid extraordinarily well for his books. So if you can get to the point where you can get a decent advance – Mm-hmm. That's where your money is. You're never going to make money off the sale of the book, but you'll make money off the advance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I know that there's a, there's, a, there's a few people out there that will look at it almost like a lottery thing, whether it's the, you know, the four-hour work week or whatever. Like That's what I'm looking for is to have that kind of success. And it's like you know, there's, there's signing up with companies. There's you know, um, approaching a million different people and having 98% of them say no. And then is your content awesome? Does it resonate with everybody and all those other things? And I think the strategy of getting a book out there for the, the point of becoming an authority and you know lining up more deals, letting people know who you are, what you're about, what your business is about is, is a much smarter, more long-term strategy. Well, yeah, and, and again, you got to remember that a business uh, card today takes on a lot of different forms, right? And one of the one of the fanciest business cards that you can ever have is a book. And yep. that's really that's really what it is. I mean, yep. it's just a fancy foot in the door. And you've got to be full-on committed, though, to make that happen because you don't want to write shit. You know, I mean, right. that, that, that's, and that's what a lot of people do. That's why they were called Vanity Press, Vanity Publishers, for so long because people would just literally print anything. And it was, a lot of it was just crap. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you've got to be very careful about what you put your name on and and how you position yourself in the marketplace because if your book is not 100% outstanding then it's going to hurt 
your prospects of, of really what you envisioned the book doing for you. As a matter of fact, it's going to work to your detriment. So you're better off not even having it. Right. So in the, the example of your book, you know, helping people find out what they're made to do, what did you do to find your topic for the book where you thought it would resonate with the most people? Was it just what you kept hearing over and over again people were frustrated with, or did you do kind nope. of more analytical research, or how did nope. that work? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to me, it, brother. Uh, Fill me in. <laughs> it, it, it really, you know, it's one of those things where I had no clue. Once I had that, that experience with my stepfather, I, hadn't, I had no idea where this was going. No mm. clue. Zero zip zip nada. I didn't have any game plan. I didn't, I didn't have any – I mean, look, like I said, I didn't even know that it was possible that there was one thing that I was really compelled to do, right? So, I mean, that, that wasn't even a conversation I could have had or, or a book that I could have started. But what I did do was I started putting pen to paper just to share some of the tips, tools, mm-hmm. strategies, and shortcuts that had worked well for me in my life and just literally puked it all out on a page and then broke those down into – paragraphs and then said yeah I can talk about this or no I can't you know and and I started going through it it really just started kind of formulating formalizing Hmm. on the page in terms of what this book could look like and then the book if you've read Journey to You and I'm not sure if you have because I don't think you have because you didn't mention it but Journey to You starts with a discussion of how do you build the foundation because I can teach you and ultimately, let me back up for one second. Ultimately, as I went through this process and I started talking to people about it and people started asking questions and I found I was able to help them, uh, it was really interesting because I found that I, in fact, then have an intuitive inherent gift for helping people discover what they're compelled to do. And so literally in my so we say my uh, my my journey, my my search for mm-hmm. what it is that that really I could do and how I could do it. It led me towards the same type of search that I was on, in so far as how I could then help other people accomplish the same objective. So really interesting how it how it works that way. So I basically became my first poster child, and since that time, I've I've actually developed a framework around this. Uh, and developed a very specific system uh, that helps people hone in on what their what is. But that has happened uh, literally after starting something called the Reinvention Workshop, where I just started teaching in 2009 without really knowing exactly what to do or how to do. I just started teaching, and you know, mm-hmm. classes had three people and five people and 20 people and four people, and it you know, just kind of bounced up and down. But ultimately, it was the teaching that made the final book, Journey to You, that much better. And it was the book, Journey to You, that made the teaching at the Reinvention Workshop that much better. But what I realized in discussing this with people is that there were still so many missing elements that really weren't tying. It just wasn't all tied together. It was just sort of random kind of thoughts. And that's when I stumbled upon a friend of mine who who introduced me to Dr. Thomas Gordon's The Four Stages of Learning. And so what I did as the really is the start of the process in both the reinvention workshop and what is your one journey to you, we, we talk about building that foundation because if I can teach you how to go out and discover what it is that you're absolutely just phenomenal at, but then you're making the same kind of life mistakes that you were making before, everything's just going to suck you back into that black hole. 
And so it was really a matter of trying to then get that piece together of helping people understand who they are and why they do what they do, uh, and then give them a framework for life where they could really stop operating in that windsock-type manner. And, uh, you know, again, it was really, uh, and I hate to say because I know everybody wants just like straight answers, and the reality <laughs> is you just got to start yeah. because you never know where it's going to go. But, and it's never going to be perfect. I mean, hell, what is your what? Um, is sort of the follow-up to journey to you because my work has changed so much in the last four years. Yeah. You know, I, I want to applaud what you said as far as finding the topic and just writing what worked for you and keeping it real because I think that's when great, not necessarily art, but just literature in general comes up is when you're really speaking from your soul and saying, this is my life experience, this is what has worked for me. And I think it's real genuine, you know. I also wanted to comment on uh, your your workshop. You're talking about the reinvention workshop, where sometimes it was three people or twenty people or four people or whatever. And I remember listening to an interview with uh, with John Reese, and he was talking about how for years he would uh, he would follow a motto that it, that his dad told him, which is "Give until it hurts." And he would go to conferences and teach until like two or three in the morning for free to like, you know, 10, 20 people uh, over and over again, just sowing really good seed out there before he ever launched his first product, which was, you know, that trafficsecrets.com. And he was the first guy to to make a million dollars in 24 hours. But it was because of that whole being real, helping people, you know, uh, sharing what's worked for him. You know what I'm saying? Really yeah, exactly. Great, great inspiration. Yeah, I'm not even sure that I have really answered your question, but you <laughs> <laughs> did for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, you know that that's kind of how I went went about the process. Yeah, so so uh, getting on the topic of your book, and I know we're we're running low on time, but if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, Steve, you know, I just love hearing what you're saying, but I feel kind of lost because I don't know what I'm meant to do. You know, and I, you know, maybe they're going to read your book and great, there's answers in there. But is there a, is there a kind of a direction you can guide people to as the first step to finding out what we're meant to do? Well, number one, the first step is you got to figure out that, in fact, as I said, that that possibility exists. I mean, you got to wrap mm-hmm. your arms around that notion. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. four types of people, and I talk about this. In, in the new book, What Is Your What? And so there, there's birthers who literally knew from, from the womb what it is that they were just put here to do. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just there's never been a doubt about it. They just, from day one, right. that's just who they are and what they do. Uh, there's shifters who have a pretty good sense of what it is that they're compelled to do, but like one of the pieces of the puzzle is missing. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, uh, there, there's three parts of the equation And so far as discovering your what is your inherent gifts, your, the vehicle you use to share those gifts with the world, and then the people you're most compelled to serve. And so sometimes one of those pieces is off. So I'll give you an example of a nurse that I worked with uh, at the reinvention workshop, and she was really good. I mean, her gifts were teaching and healing, and her vehicle was nursing. I mean, that's just that's what it was. But she was working in a in sort of a general administration facility, uh, and she just liked it, but she just kind of always felt like a foot was out the door. And what she discovered was that she's most compelled to serve the disadvantaged elderly. And so once she understood that she wants to leverage her teaching and healing uh, practices through nursing in a facility that caters to the disadvantaged elderly, then that's when everything really shifted for her. 
So sometimes you just have to make that subtle shift. Then there's reinventors uh, who just make like a 180 degree turn at some point in their life, like my friend Joe Amoya, uh, who started out as a chiropractor and had his own practice and was making really good money, but just really loathed it. I mean, created this great life, but hated every minute of it. Mm -hmm. And he became clear that what he wants to do is help single women find love. And so uh, today he's known as the smarter dating coach. Mm. And so that's a, that's a full 180-degree turn. Uh, and then there are the wanderers. I mean, the wanderers are those, as I alluded to earlier, who just never really even get to the point of thinking that this is a possibility. And frankly, they probably don't care. Mm. And so they just kind of go through life and and whatever happens, happens, you know, it's just the way that it is. And they don't have a, a clear course, a clear agenda. Uh, and they won't tap into who they inherently are. And it's, uh, it's a shame because there are people out there who are waiting for them, who are waiting for them to share that give. They are an expert in something and they can have, they have the ability to monumentally impact both those who share this lifetime with them and lifetimes to come, but they'll never succumb to to their the greatness of, of, of their what and so uh so there's really those four types of people so in answer to your question mike <laughs> the, <laughs> the reality uh, is that there's probably a couple of places to start uh one is uh, you can go to steve olsher.com o-l-s-h-e-r.com uh, and you can grab some free resources there that'll get you definitely started uh, and then if the reinvention workshop is right for you, uh, certainly encourage you to take a look at that. I mean, it's only 88 bucks. It's a five hour program. It'll absolutely get you clear, uh, on what it is that, that you were compelled to do. And so for 88 bucks, I mean, it's really a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, you want to join us live in Chicago. That's an option as well. Or if you want to wait till September for the new book to come out, what is your, what discover the one amazing thing you were born to do, send me an email steve at steveolsher.com and that's o-l-s-h-e-r and uh and we're actually giving that book away for free when it comes out so you'll get a physical hard copy nice. and uh and and send me an email and we'll get you on that list awesome so is the reinvention workshop is that at steveolsher.com or is that somewhere else uh the reinvention workshop.com is okay. uh, where you'll find that but at the same token uh if you go to steveolsher.com there's a link there as well beautiful beautiful well, Steve, thanks so much for coming on and sharing so much of your wisdom and experience. I know the people that are listening to this have really been helped, and I just appreciate your time and your uh, experience and really your example. So thanks so much. I just appreciate it. And anyone listening, please do uh, exactly what Steve said and go visit his site, check it out. I've met him in person. He is definitely the real deal and doing fantastic things. And I just want to leave you with a thought, which is that you can do the same thing. You can change the world. You can improve the lives of the people that are around you by discovering who you are and being true to it and having the courage in the face of fear to do that, to be who you are, to develop the true you and to get out there and to do it. So Steve, have an awesome day, man. I appreciate it. Yep, absolutely, man. Again, thanks for the work you're doing and, uh, and keep up the amazing work. Thanks for listening to the Internet Marketing Podcast. Please tell a friend to check out EpicMarketer.com.